So this month, what we're doing, because you may be here and you're visiting, this, or this is one of your first times at Hope Church, this month what we're doing is we're talking about how can we share the good news of the gospel. And you may be here and you say, well, that seems like it's proselytizing. Uh, can't we just all believe what we want to believe? And absolutely we can. Uh, but we are compelled as followers of Jesus Christ. We've been given a message uh, called the good news that Jesus tells us to go and, and to teach all nations and, and to at least get the word out there so that people have the information. They've heard the gospel. Uh, we can't make people believe, and nobody can. Uh, but our job is to herald it. Uh, uh, Matthew, in Matthew's gospel, Jesus likened the, giving the gospel out as shining our light that we show forth our, by our words and our deeds, and uh, we share the hope that we have. And so this month, we've really dedicated ourselves to uh, being good at, at sharing what we believe and, and sharing the good news with people who uh, we hope will we'll take advantage of it. Uh, like I said, the, one of the best ways that I describe it is uh, I was a beggar, and I was starving, and I found bread. And I just want other people to have that bread. If they go there and they don't want to eat the bread, that's between them and they can determine that. But, but I want them to have the bread that I've had. So in a sense, that's what we're doing. So today, and what we're doing is we're actually uh, talking about how do we uh, help people take one step closer to Jesus and trying to assess where they're at, not trying to come on too strong, but trying to give them what they need and hopefully uh, be a, a, a positive role in, in helping them come to know Jesus. Now, the passage we're going to look at today is kind of an interesting one. It's one of my favorite parables of Jesus. And when Jesus taught, many times he, he would use stories or what we call them parables. And um, one of the, the parable we're going to look at today is a story. It's about a farmer and he's, he's out in his field and he's sowing seeds. And uh, he talks about, Jesus talks about where all these seeds fall and the implications of that. But he has an implication for how it applies to our lives. And I'm going to challenge you that, that, that through this parable, there's going to be a principle. And this principle, I think, is so important for us to grasp that when you leave today, you will be able to determine that there's something going on with your heart. And if you determine that well, then you can make a course correction and, and, and really, I think it's a great tool. I've used it a number of times, and, and I think it will be helpful for you. So that's kind of where we want to go. Uh, so uh, I want to jump into the passage. It's Matthew 13. And, and this, uh, by the way, this story is told in three of the Gospels, and this, we're just going to look at Matthew for now. But Matthew 13, verse 1. Later that same day, Jesus left the house, and he sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into the boat. Uh, there he sat, excuse me, then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went uh, out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on the footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow, shallow soil and the, uh, with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon withered under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and, and, uh, and choked, uh, cho the thor they grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as it had been planted. 
Anyone who hears, uh, has ears to hear should uh, listen and understand. So Jesus actually in this parable is warning us really about four different states that our heart can have at any moment. And so I want to just walk down through these fairly quickly. The first one is that we can have hard hearts. We can have hard hearts. And interestingly enough, Jesus tells this story. And then there's a kind of a, he's describing how some people are going to get it and some people aren't going to get it, right? And then at the bottom, the disciples go, okay, well, we, we don't get it. <laughs> you know, explain it to us. And so he does. See, he explains it to them. And so that's uh, where we get. So they're saying, okay, we hear the story and we get it in the agricultural terms, but really, what are you really saying? And this is what he says in Matthew 13, verse 18 and 19. He says, now listen to the explanation of the parable of the farmer planting seeds. The seeds that, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. Now, the picture in, in this uh, agrarian society was that the sower would go out and he would, you know, have a bag and sow seeds. And, 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 and between the fields, there were paths that they would walk on. And some of the seed would fall on the path, and it was way too hard for the seed to penetrate the soil. So the birds would come along, and they would plop up the seed and eat it before it had any chance to even get below the soil, let alone germinate. So it was, it was gone. And so that's essentially what he's doing. But he's saying something deeper than it. He's saying, this can be a human heart. And, and what he's saying is this. He's saying that there's a point where when the Word of God is, is taught, when it's shared, when even the words of Jesus, he essentially what he was saying, my words right now as they go out, some of the seed, some of the words that I'm sharing are falling on hard soil. They're falling on a path. And he's saying that we can, we can, we can grasp the Word of God intellectually only. We could say, well, I agree with that, or I, I don't know what I think with that. I'm wrestling with it. But, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is it hasn't hit my heart. It's theoretical. It, 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 you know, the, the truth of the Word of God has not become personal in my life. It's just kind of out there. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it. And then that's it. Essentially, it doesn't go anywhere. And, and some of you, uh, you you've, you've done that, right? So that's the first soil. The second soil is we can have shallow hearts. And he picks it up in verse 20 of chapter 13. The seed in the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. So this seed is the seed that it hits soil and it hits pretty good soil. But the problem is there's bedrock underneath the soil. You know, just... just a little bit under the... So the roots can't go down. It will germinate. It will grow. But the seed, the, the, the roots will go down and, and will go nowhere. And so for, it'll, it'll shoot up. It'll grow. And, and good things are happening. But here's the problem. When the sun comes. You know, in Iowa, and, and it's true in New York State where I grew up, um, farmers will tell you when you're growing corn, it's good to have that clay for the summer because that clay holds the water. And this, when the roots go down in there, they... You, the sun of, of the middle summer months uh, really doesn't hurt the crop. And uh, so, so the roots are very important. Well, here's the problem. There are no roots here. Uh, the, the seed goes, goes up, but it, it, it quickly uh, dies and withers under the sun. And this is the idea that somebody can hear the Word of God and have an emotional experience to it. They say, oh, I want that. I want that. Yes, yes, yes. Boom. They shoot up. But then all of a sudden, life gets hard. 
It doesn't, prayers don't get answered. Things don't go the way I thought. And some of you maybe have been that way, or you, you have friends or family members, and you thought, well, they, they, they became a Christian, or they, they, and, and all, they shot up, but then, but, but they're far away now. And, and it may be because they prayed for uh, a healing of somebody, and they didn't get healed, or they prayed for this to happen, and it didn't happen. And they said, you know what, I just, I can't do it anymore. And it seemed like they were emotionally there. In other words, it wasn't an intellectual response, it was an emotional response. And yet, when, when, the, when the tough times came, uh, it was a problem, and, and they fell away under the heat of, of life. So that is the uh, emotional response. Uh, they expected to enter the kingdom. Uh, they thought, and here's what it comes down to. They thought they were in need of help, but they were really in need of a Savior. They thought that they were, they, they were sufferers who needed a solution, but they really were sinners who needed a Savior. So two kinds of soil, two kinds of hearts, Right? So the third kind of soil is kind of interesting. He talks about this, and we can have divided hearts. And notice what he says in verse 22. The seed fell among uh, thorns. The thorns uh, represents those who hear the word of God, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is is, uh, produced. Now this almost sounds like the last soil, but it's not. It's very different. In this situation, the soil is good and the soil is deep, but there's competition in the soil. And, and this is the seed that, that grows up quickly and it grows healthy. The roots go down. There's no problem with the roots. But the problem is up above the soil. There's competition. And, and, the, the, and basically what is going on here is this is a person who hears the word of Christ. And they, they say, I like that message. I, intellectually, I understand it. I want to accept it in my heart. I, I, I want to emotionally connect to it. Um, and, but here's the problem. They say, but, uh, but I, I'm not all in. I mean, l- let's add it as an accessory. Let's just, uh, let's try a little bit of it. Let's add it to my life, but not make it my life. Okay. And so Jesus had a number of people that came to him who said, uh, you know, I kind of want to bring you along as an accessory. I feel like there's a, just a little bit missing, and I just think you'll fill it up to the top. And Jesus says, you know what? The rich young ruler came to him one day and said, you know, I, I, I want you in my life. And Jesus says, that's fine. Get rid of all your wealth, and then you can have me in your life. And he walked away sad. And so what he was doing there is saying, I want to add you as an accessory, but I don't want you to be my life. And, and, and the competition of this world is very difficult. And they're living, living a divided life. Aren't a, they aren't able to see that Jesus, when he calls you, calls you not just to be Savior, but to come into your life and to be Lord. You know, here's what it comes down to. You can't say, Jesus, I'm going to give you this part of my life and this part of my life, but not this part. I'm going to hold back my work life. I'm going to hold back my private life. I'm going to hold back my sex life. I'm going to hold back my, my finances. I'm going to hold back this. I, I mean, I'll give you Sunday morning or Saturday night, but, 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 but I'm going to hold this back. And basically, it comes down to Jesus will have none of it. He either gets everything or you get nothing. And frankly, he gave everything for you in the first place. So in a sense, this is another soil that ultimately fails. And here's what I want you to see. When you're dealing with folks and you're trying to share the gospel, they're receiving the word, what you're trying to share, and they're one of these kind of soils. They're one of these kind of soils. 
And knowing that is very helpful. Because if you hear somebody and they say, oh, I love it, I love it, I want it, I love it, and they're, they're having this emotional connection, but you go, you know, I don't know if you're really understanding that this, it's more than just an emotional response. Or you share it and somebody says, well, I think I agree with that. You know, emotionally, I think I'm on track with you. Well, are you ready to commit? Well, or the person says, that would look nice with me. You know, that, that will fit with my wardrobe, you know. No, the competition thing won't work. And, and knowing that is helpful. So uh, that's what I want you to think about. I want you to think that you may have a different job. Maybe you're, you're helping to cultivate the soil. You're helping to plant a seed. You're helping to water the soil. But your, your job is to help people take one step closer. And God will use you in different ways to do it. But knowing the soil is really important. Do you have your napkin? Would you pull it out? Just wave it because they did it last night. It really looked cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, oh, that's pretty cool, yeah. All right, so you didn't blow your nose on it, I hope, because <laughs> you're going to need it. <laughs> All right, so let me get my board here. I don't know what I did. I had a prop person that did this for the couple of weeks, but I think I made a couple of snide remarks and they quit. <laughs> no, that's absolutely not true. I fired them. All right, so uh, what we're doing, and so you may be here and you go, what the, what are we doing with the napkins and all that stuff? thought we were going to get brownies or something. No, you're not. Uh, uh, this, is a, this is an opportunity for you because here's what I found. I found it many times when I'm trying to share the gospel and I'm in a restaurant somewhere and I don't have like a notebook and a big pad and, you know, get out. Okay, everybody in the restaurant, I want to show you what's going on here. So usually I pull out a napkin and I write it on it. So th- these are just some of the things that I've shared. So it may be helpful for you to, as you want to try to share the gospel, the good news. So how do you do that? This is one way. So basically, you draw a person, and last night I drew him without legs, and it was a little creepy, so there's legs here today. So draw a person, and essentially, this begin, life begins as we talk, tell the story about life in the garden. And God created us for a relationship, and... He said, let us make man in our image. And he did. And it says that God walked with man. But then in Genesis 3, you see, everything fell apart. Man sinned and he fell away from God. And by the way, every one of the struggles that you're probably having in life today is directly tied to the garden. Now, you're responsible for your sins. I'm not saying you're not. But I'm saying that life became very hard after Genesis 3. And uh, sin was, the world was plunged into sin. And from that time on to this time, man has chosen to go his own way. And we're separated from God because God is righteous and completely perfect. I'll get it the third time there. God is completely perfect. And so there's a separation between man and God, between us and God. And Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Uh, Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin. By the way, is anybody memorizing the verses that we gave you? Good, good. I see those hands going up. Uh, Romans 6.23 says for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so what we tend to try to do, what man tends to try to do is we tend to try to get to God. So we, we try a whole bunch of things. Uh, it could be, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to follow the, the teachings of my church. 
I'm going to follow the rules. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to be better than others. Whatever. We have these, these ideas. And Isaiah 59, 2 says, Your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden His face from you so that He will not hear. So we try to find our own way because we realize that there is this gap, that there's this gap. And Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way that seems right uh, to a man, but it leads in death. It ends in death. So all of our good deeds fail and they fall short. And uh, we think that it's a good idea, but in the end, it's not. Um, and God knew this. So God provided the only way, and the way is through the way is through the cross. And what God did was something that we couldn't do. Now, I know you noticed that. He says, wait a minute. He's using his marker in both hands. Does that mean he can draw in both hands? No. Um, so, what, what, what we could not do, God did. We try to reach up to God. We try to do enough, and they all fall short. But so God reached down in heaven, and Jesus came on the cross. And we find peace with God through Jesus Christ. And Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates His own love in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. So Jesus died on the cross so that we could have a relationship with God. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So there's a, there's a gospel. There's a, the gospel there. Now, it's, it's one thing to know this intellectually, right? It's one thing to say, okay, I understand this, and I think I believe this. I think I, it makes sense to me. But we have to do more than that. There has to be a point where we respond. And so it, the next step is we have to cross over by faith. And by faith, we cross over through Jesus, the cross. We cross over. And, and this is what uh, it says in Scripture. In John chapter 5, 24, it says, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my words, or hears my word, and believes him who sent me, has eternal life and will not be condemned. And it says, he has crossed over from death to life. Okay? John 5, 24. And Romans 5, 5, 1 says that because of Jesus now, when we put our trust in Jesus, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. So there's the gospel. Now, what I generally do at this time is I say, now where are you at? Are you here? Or have you crossed over? Have you taken that step of faith and crossed over? Now, some people have a hard time understanding what does that mean to cross over? Or what does it mean to trust in Jesus? Or what does it mean to believe in Jesus? We all, we use this phraseology. And I'll give you a really quick illustration sometimes I use, and many people in this community have connected with this. Um, if you've ever been to a wedding, two people will come down front and they will get married and they leave. So two people who aren't married come down, they walk down the aisle, and then they walk down the aisle together and they are married and it's within 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Okay, the ceremony, right? But even that, a lot of that singing and every the girls coming down and all the la di da, you know, stuff like that. Sorry. <laughs> well, it was it was important to me. Okay, okay, yeah, I get you. All right. 
But, but the, the key point of the wedding ceremony is where the two stand face to face and the, the pastor says to them, will you take this woman in sickness and health for better or for worse and riches or poor and all that stuff, right? And, 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 and she says, I will. I'll do it. I, I'll do it. You know? And, and then, then he says the same thing to the woman. He says, will you take this guy to be your husband, uh, for better or for worse, richer, sicker? You know, I'll get a pastor up here to do this because I don't know. <laughs> all right? And, and, and he says, I will. I will. I'll do it. You know? And sometimes there's tears. Sometimes there's joy. Sometimes there's nervousness. But ultimately they get to the point and they go, yeah, I think we will. And so the pastor says, because they will, they are. You know, it's like, okay, he says, I now pronounce that you are man and wife, right? It happens just like that. Just like that. It's five minutes maybe. And they go from being not married to being, the pastor doesn't say, I now make you man and wife. No, what are they doing? They're making vows. They're making promises to one another. You know what Jesus did on the cross for you 2,000 years ago? He said, I give my life to you. What, what are these two people doing? They're saying, I give my life to you. I give my life to you. The pastor says, because you give each other your lives, you are now one. And they walk out married. Jesus gave his life for you 2,000 years ago. And he said, it is finished. He provided a path to God. And all he's waiting for is for us to say, I give my life to you. And we begin a journey. Now, what is this young couple doing when they leave? They walk out. They're beginning a journey together. What do you do when you call upon Jesus? When you ask him into your life? When you say, I do? You begin a journey with Jesus. Do you know what you do expect? No. <laughs> 31 years and it's still a surprise every day, right? Right? But that's how you cross over. So let me just bring this to a point. You have three things that you want to challenge, and I want to challenge you. Maybe you're here today and you've never called upon the Lord. You say, I never thought I had to. I thought I always was married or a Christian. No. <laughs> there has to be a point where you say, I do. You know, there has to be a point where you call upon the Lord. The first thing, though, is to admit that you need a Savior. The first thing is to admit that you're in trouble and you need a Savior. Secondly, you need to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And understand that Jesus is the only way from death to life. He's the only answer. You can't save yourself because all your efforts will fall, fall short. Going to church is a good thing, but it'll never save you. Uh, and then the third step is you need to give your life to Jesus just as he gave his life for you. And Jesus said, I do. It is finished. Have you ever asked Jesus into your life? Well, here is an opportunity for you to do this morning if you've never done it before. And by doing that, you cross over. But I always ask people, where are you at? Are you here or are you here? Have you contemplated or have you crossed over? Have you crossed over? So I want to lead you in a prayer. And it may be that you're here this morning and you never expected this was going to happen. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I'm going to read a prayer and if it reflects your heart and you don't think you've ever asked Jesus to come into your life, you've never given your life to Jesus, and you want to do it today, you can do it. And you can walk out today and be a new son, daughter of God. So let's bow our heads, close our eyes. I'll lead us in prayer. And if this reflects your heart, you can pray it. 
just to God in your own heart and in your own life. Dear Jesus, I know I am a sinner and I need you to forgive me. I know you died on the cross for me, for my sins, so that so my sins could be forgiven. Thank you. You gave your life for me. Now I'm giving my life to you. I want to begin a journey with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, the one thing I'll ask you to do is just let somebody know, tell somebody, maybe somebody you came with, a friend or somebody else. But I challenge you to do that. So this is one gospel presentation that I think is very helpful. So we've gone through three kinds of soils, haven't we? We've, we've looked at three kinds of soils. We've looked at uh, the first kind of soil, which was a path. That the, the, it was an intellectual response to the gospel, but really nothing happened. The second one was an emotional response. The, it hit the soil, but the soil was shallow, and it sprouted up. But when, when trouble came, when difficulties came, it, 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 it just withered under that. And uh, so there was an emotional response for a period of time, but then there was nothing. And then the third kind of soil was the soil that was deep enough, but there was competition above the ground. And, and it was like, uh, I want Jesus, but I just want like uh, 30% of Jesus and like 70% of me. And uh, I want to add him as an accessory. I'm not really wanting to fully commit my life to him. And we said all of those ways really don't produce what we're, we're after. And here's the fourth kind of soil. We can have ready hearts. Look at Matthew 13, 23. The seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and understand God's word and produces a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as has been planted. Now, this seed falls on good, rich, deep soil, and it germinates. It begins to put down deep roots. It grows even in difficult weather. The seed is planted, and it produces a bumper crop. It's an incredible harvest. Now, here's the second lesson I want you to hear. Every one of us this morning just like when Jesus told this parable, have been one of these four kinds of soils. Some of you have been here and you've intellectually been engaging, but that's it. Some of you have been here and emotionally you've been stirred, but you really aren't considering the cost. Some of you are here and saying, yeah, I think I want to accept Jesus, but uh, I want to accept this, but I'm not sure if I really want to fully accept it. I, I, I'm kind of... Some of you are here and you're saying... You know, I, I, want, I want this. I want this to, to transform my life. I want this to make a difference. I want my heart to be changed. See, what Jesus was saying to the people that day, and he's saying it to us this morning, is this. He's saying, at any moment when the word of God is taught, you are a certain kind of soil. It may be that that word is going out and the, and the birds get it before you even... Have you ever done this? Have you ever sat down to read your Bible and then 10 minutes later maybe... A friend or your wife or somebody else says, well, what did you read this morning? I don't remember. What happened there? You were a kind of soil. See, we're... And, and here's the course correction. This is the principle that I want you to see. You can... If you can say, I am Ben, or I am this kind of soil, I'm being this kind of soil, you can say, time out, I need to be this kind of soil. I need to be the fourth kind of soil. I need to be the soil that's receptive and ready, and, and just ready for the, you know, ready for the seed. And, and, and are we that kind of soil or not? And, and so you can, if you're not, if you're one of the first three, you say, okay, boom, course correction, I need to change my, my I got to rethink, you know, change. Or before you even, 
gather in this place, say, okay, what kind of soil am I going to be this morning? Some of you came in today and you had a lot of worries of life going on, right? You were like, oh man, I got a, what, oh, my week, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, and you're just like, man, it's competition, like who's going to win? You got to walk in and say, God, you're going to speak to me today. And what you're going to say to me is going to make my week. And what I read today is going to make my day. I'm going to hear you because I need to hear you because I've got a world that's really loud out there. And, and so when you start seeing the Word of God and my heart is a certain way, you say, why isn't my life changing? Because your heart is kind of like a path. and You, can't, you need a jackhammer to get a, a seed in there, right? Or, or it's shallow and you say, well, I, you know, you're all emotional about it. And you, you like the emotion, but you're not, you're not thinking long term or... Do you understand what I'm saying? At any moment, your heart is one of these soils. So, so, so. When you see that, say, okay, I've got to be the fourth kind. I've got to put the distractions aside. I've got to engage more than intellectually. I've got to, dis- I, I, I've got to, put the, I've got to be the good kind of soil that God wants me to be. And when we do that, good things will happen. You see, we are kind of soil. We were a kind of soil this morning. We can determine what kind of soil we are, and you can make a course correction. Make the course correction. It'll make all the difference in the world. Let's pray. Help us, Father, because without your spirit, we won't be perceptive to understand this. Thank you for your word that it gives us this direction. It helps us to see these things, and we understand uh, kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Father, if anybody prayed to receive Jesus today as Savior, we just thank you for that because of rejoicing in heaven today. We would ask, Father, that we would, uh, whenever we hear the word of God, reading it or maybe hearing a message on the radio or just a verse or a sermon or whatever it is, that we would be good soil. That would take us, the seed of the word would go deep into our hearts, change us from the inside out. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.